Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories as your no-so crew goes on a ratings dive. Like a ride. Ride? Yeah. It's a ride because we're doing a dive to find out the ratings between WCW's Nitro and uh, WDF's Raw. This week we're coming off the heels of one Armageddon and we're finally on the road to our last pay-per-view of the year, Starcade. We have six weeks till the Royal Rumble, so... Don't expect much of anything important to happen I, on Raw the next couple I, weeks. I'm okay with the uh, the breaks. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, we need the breaks. Uh, however, uh, did you guys know that Nitro's on Tuesday? Nope. Um, yeah, apparently they... I don't know when that was decided. Oh, but it did happen oh. as... Uh, That's our backup picture, by the way. Oh. As uh, that happened as... Uh, this week we'll be doing Raw first and Nitro second. But first... I introduce myself first. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell, and I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I am, uh, well, I am swell. I've got quite the tale to tell, so uh, let's get going. All right, and the chosen one, Mike. Boo. I don't have bars like that. You, you don't got it like that. You can't spit like me, G. I can't. But I'm not Are a you corn. SOL? I'm not a corn husk and slap nut like Joe Lessel. Oh, what the hell? That's true. That's what true. What the bloody hell? Well, let's get into it. December 10th, the year 2000. We're in Memphis, Tennessee, for Monday Night Raw. The Con- real best city in, in Tennessee for there wrestling. There And one of the top five cities for wrestling. Period. You're not wrong. Uh, commentary team is like always. Good old Jr. and Jerry the King Lawler. Oh. What's the four? Huh? Can't sleep with people like that. Well, New York is, um, for many, many years, Tampa, Florida was a proverbial hotbed. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And if I had to go for fifth, even back in the day, this is going to ruffle some feathers. Ooh. But Chicago. What about San Francisco? San Francisco was red hot in the 60s and early 70s, but then cooled off substantially. But Chicago, whether it be for the Dumont Network in the 50s, the AWA with Vern Gagne in the 60s and 70s, um, they would host, like, uh, and WF in the 80s got their foothold in there. And, of course, now, I mean, Chicago is just, it's a no-brainer. What about Minnesota? That's the state. It's going to ruffle some feathers. It's going to yeah. ruffle Boston. It's going to ruffle Philly. Yeah. It's going to ruffle Toronto is- and Minnesota, mm-hmm. Minneapolis. And Texas. They're yeah, multiple Texas. Texas. And Dallas. And they're all great. But, but I'll stick with those five. And, what, about, uh, what about Phoenix? Nah. Okay. In the 60s for a little while. Nah. Okay. Uh, let's start the show off Phoenix. with the highlights of Hell in a Cell with the music. The End, the end by John uh, Jim Johnston. Uh, uh, Morrison. Jim Morrison. Yeah, there it is. And the doors. Uh, my door is not knocking. I don't know what you're talking about. Knock, um, knocking on Heaven's door? No. That's a good kiss song. Dylan or Guns N' Roses. That's Kiss. Yeah, sure. Welcome to the jungle. Face paintless kiss. Uh, this uh, We get a promo by Kurt Angle, who's with Edge and Christian, as Kurt uh, wants to bring up how, uh, how hey, how's your guys' year been? Kurt brings up facts. You know, Christmas will be on the 25th. Elvis is still dead, and himself, Edge, and Christian have had one of the best years in WWF history. It's not wrong. All so, three are factually correct. When did this company start? When they, when did they pivot away from Elvis and start shouting out Jerry Lee Lewis? Because there was no there was no Lewis shout out here on the show. 
No, because uh, it's weird. Okay, so I'm going to try to answer this. One, Jerry Lewis was still alive, so he would show up, and they okay. would start giving him. But mostly it's because up until right around this time, it was it was still, Elvis was still a big enough cultural. Like, he was more popular dead, arguably, than alive from 77 to about 2000. But then the fan base started getting that age where, you know, you just don't count anymore. Plus, 3,000 Miles of Graceland came out and yeah. took a shit all over that legacy. Yeah, instead of helping it, 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 it didn't. Um, <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Costner. Uh, it's about then. It's about then. Because I remember growing, being a fan. TV, movies were on all the time. Uh, CDs still sold briskly in the 90s. Like, I've never seen an Elvis movie. You're not missing anything. I'll <laughs> be honest, you know. Um, Angle says that he's having flashbacks of the chair shots of himself uh, in the match that Angle. At least so, he remembers these. See, yep. <laughs> uh, he says it's a Christmas miracle that Angle was able to uh, win the match over this other five competitors in the match. That's um, fun. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> wow, that's that's a good time. Yep. <laughs> uh, he brings out hey, you know who he beat Triple H, Rikishi, Stone Cold, Undertaker, and The Rock. This brings out. This brings out The Rock. Uh, Rock yeah. says uh, he's in the holiday spirit and he wants to give Angle some mm-hmm. gifts, milk, cookies, and an ass whooping for that WWF title. Did you have a shot last night to do that? He did. Uh, Angle says he would love to face The Rock in Knoxville, but he's not 100% <laughs> and it would be unfair. That's what's talking to Jarrett. He's getting some pointers here. Nashville, by the way, uh, also probably a better town. Also better than Nashville. Than Nashville and Tennessee when it comes <laughs> to wrestling. Angle <laughs> uh, says, how, how about The Rock go get some friends and they can have a tag match. It'll be Edge and Christian, The Rock, versus people The Rock and find. However, Edge and Christian's like, well, Rock has no friends. So this is just making a handicap match. I hated this. Uh, yep, this is when it turned for me as well. As the Dudley boys come out. And Before then Rock- they came out, I was like, oh, it's the Dudleys. Yeah. The Rock says they can have any type of match. They can have a testicles and tables match. So since they don't have any, it'll be just be a tables match. The Rock, it was so bad. I mean, I'm, that was so cringe. Oh, the Dudleys. I was like, well, of course, the tables match. Yeah. yeah. So it was me, the but four- The Rock's long soliloquy making it a tag team testicle table tables match. match. I was the like, four, really? The four teams. What are we doing here? Angle says the Dudleys are not his friends. They're just jealous that Edge and Christian got the job done last night, and they didn't. Uh, Rock and Dudley's walk up the ramp and then comes a brawl and Rock goes is gonna rock bottom angle, but Edge Christian makes the save as they get away. We go backstage uh, with Edge and Christian with Angle as they're questioning what type of match they're in. As Angle says, it's okay, I have a plan. Do they want to put our testicles through a table? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not that's not awesome. Uh, we get a recap of SmackDown of the Hardys jumping Dean Malenko at the hotel during his date with uh, Lita. Dean Malenko uh, making Lita tap at Armageddon, leading to our first match of the night as it's Saturn and Dean Malenko Terry versus the Hardy Boys with Lita. Just change Guerrero and Malenko out and boom, could have had it last night. Uh, Hardy oh, sprint down the ring and tie uh, tie up Malenko on the ropes to beat him up. That's the only, kind of the one good thing I like about this match is the fact, you know, you beat up one of our teammates and we're just going to whoop your ass and tie you up against the ropes. Uh, 
Hard, Hardy's hit Poetry in Motion. Jeff hits Whisper in the Wind on Saturn. Matt uh, hits the Trist of Fate on Saturn, and Jeff hits the Swanton on... But Terry is distracting the ref. Lita shoves Terry down. Lita gets on the apron, pull, and Dean pulls her down. Jeff goes after Dean, but then he throws her him into the steps. The ref then counts them out. Dean then grabs Lita and then plants a big kiss on her. Isn't he married? You don't worry about that. It's a forceful kiss. Should I not worry about it? He obviously went to the school of VKM. There it is. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Gotta go back to it. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, A limo shows up and it's Vince. Then we go backstage with uh, Vince and Briscoe and Patterson as they're talking about uh, what if Foley, uh, Foley said if he resigns that someone gets hurt he will resign. Vince it says he's here to make it happen because Triple H and Rikishi seriously got hurt. Foley, Foley Vince is going to force him out. Okay? So uh, he should actually hurt here or is he just takes like a couple probably, weeks off? Probably a couple weeks off, yeah. Our next match <clears throat> Chris Benoit versus the one Billy Gunn for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Rematch from last night. Gun militarily presses Benoit and Benoit slips off and Benoit lands on his face. Hey now. Uh, Eddie comes out. He gets on the apron to distract the ref. Uh, Billy hits Benoit with the belt, but the ref distracted. So Billy, when uh, and he punches Eddie, so uh, he only gets a two. Uh, Billy hits the famous sir, but Eddie breaks up the pin. That's the match. Billy grabs Eddie, but Benoit puts Billy down and puts him in the crossface. Hey, now. Uh, we go backstage with Michael Cole, who's with the commissioners of Deborah and uh, Mick Foley. He asks if Foley's, if, uh, Foley's going to resign. He says he's thought about it a lot. People did get hurt. He asks uh, Cole to leave since he has a show to run. Uh, we get highlights of Armageddon, basically what The Undertaker did in the match. Uh, we go to backstage with Michael Cole, who's with The Undertaker. Undertaker uh, says he gave as much as he took last night. He was uh, home in the cage last night, and people got hurt. Cole asked Foley if, if, she, if uh, asked Taker if Foley should resign. Undertaker says he does not give a damn about Foley. Undertaker says it's pretty funny that the man's career will end twice in the same type of match. The hell in a cell. Undertaker says if it wasn't fully hitting him with the chair on top on the top of the cage with the chair, and it wasn't him throwing Rikishi off of it. Yeah, and I like it. He just comes off as a dick. But then again, I guess he's a baby face in the WF in the year two thousand. So that's how it goes. Uh, we see backstage with Foley as Al Snow comes in, wants a hardcore uh, match against Raven. Foley says, "You have a broken wrist and." Uh, I won't let you uh, wrestle. I don't want you to. A lot of people have gone hurt. Uh, but he said, well, I'm going to go against my judgment, and I'll give you your match. Yikes. Made uh, no sense. Go against your judgment. I don't want anybody getting hurt. Ah, fuck it. Your, your career's on it's the line. It's just you. Your career's on the line. Ah, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just Al. Just Al. No Our next match, our third match of the night, guys. Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian versus The Rock and the Dudley Boys. It's a bit early in the show. Not even. For the world champion. Not even uh, entering our uh, stopping. they've been pushing him? 
The way, not even going into <laughs> hour two yet. You forget, going into that match last night, of the six guys in the main event, he was the fifth best pushed guy in there. Just Rikishi behind him. Hey, look at Santa Claus. Go to hell. Your mom's a whore, Brett. Uh, it's a tables match. Uh, Bubba Power Slams. Forever. That haunts me forever. Uh, Bubba Power Slams Edge. Rockets the Samoan drop on Edge and goes to the cover and gets the two. Rocks. King's like, why do you make a cover? It's not that type of tag match. Uh, Devon with the second turnbuckle clothesline and then a second turnbuckle neck breaker to both to Edge. Rock with the over the head suplex the angle. Rock hits the spine buster. He's going to go for the people's elbow, but Edge pulls him outside. Dudley's hit the was up on Christian. Then they bring in two tables. Dudley's were going to doomsday to vice Christian through the table, but Angle moves the table out of the way. Angle back suplexes Bubba as the Rock moves the table, but Bubba's head hits the table before Rock can fully get it out of the way. Rock hits the rock bottom edge through the table. Uh, Dudley's then corner powerbomb Christian through the table as Angle runs off. It's one of my favorite rock moves is that like release over the head suplex he does. I like it a lot. It's, it's nice. He doesn't use it a lot. No. It's better than Samoa drop. Yeah. You know what, Matt? You know what's crazy? Rewatching this stuff. I hate tables matches. Oh, they suck. They're fucking terrible. I, lo- I like. I love them. I always hated them. Then, They're stupid. But now it's like, eh. <laughs> I don't remember being as out on the Dudleys this soon. Yep. Right. Same. But this time it's like, oh fucking hell. Like I was good with them for like two weeks, and then I'm like, I, like once they power on May, I'm like, I'm done. For me, the Dudleys have turned into public enemy. I was like, get them off my fucking yeah. screen, dude. Which is crazy to think, right? Uh, we go backstage with Vince. He's just incredible. Uh, Vince saying he just watched what Foley uh, uh, did. And, uh, after Armageddon, we have uh, uh, oh Vince has sorry uh, Vince has uh, Briscoe get paperwork the resigning paperwork. We go during the break. Stone Cold arrives as uh, Jared guess you wouldn't guess who arrived. So to the to your job, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh. Um, Fifty minutes in. I mean, he's out of. He's about to be out of work. He might be there. Fifty minutes in. Uh, Austin arrives. We get a promo now by China. She tells Ivory to come down so she can beat her up. China says she doesn't want her title, the women's title, because she's been intercontinental champion three times. Put the title over there. Title. <laughs> there it is. Now it's definitely important. I don't want your fucking title. I'm, I'm above it. I'm above it. Uh, Ivory and Steven come out. Ivory says that China's uh, is, what China does is totally unacceptable. Um, Ivory will fight uh, for what's right. And it's, it's a party. T- Thank you. Uh, Steven runs down, but China just throws him out of the ring. Our next, our next match is China versus Ivory. China tosses Ivory out the second turnbuckle. Gi- China does a giant swing, but stumbles and tosses Ivory into the rope. Better into the arrow. There it is. Uh, Val comes down to attack China. Val and Ivory do a spike pile driver as China to get it stretched out of the ring. Uh, we see China getting the ambulance. His gun gets uh, runs up and gets in the face of Foley, yelling, "It's all your fault!" And then we see Foley watch the ambulance go away with both gun and China. So you did need the match the night before if you were just going to do this, anyways. Boom. 
stupid. Backstage, uh, we they we see Vince saying it's China's fault. Uh, we see Vince saying it's Foley's fault. This could be the end of China's career. It's um, a mark in the positive for Foley. Yeah, I see him keep his job, baby. Patterson says uh, Foley is trying to we ruin hate. this company. What? Our next match is Trish. I mean, not Trish. TNA with Trish versus APA. Um, Why didn't you set this like, up two yeah. weeks ago and put this on pay per view since you've been building towards it? Or build this out of the Rumble and it's like, what the fuck? Instead, dude? they just come back last night and then you put it on Raw the next night. God damn it. I don't know. Uh, it's an all out brawl here. Farouk hits Albert with the steel steps. Tess misses the big boot on Farouk and Farouk hits the spine buster. Bradshaw gives Albert a running big boot. And then gives Tess one too. Bradshaw with the top rope uh, shoulder tackle on Albert. Then he hits clothesline from hell on Albert for the win. Nah. They get their win. Cool. All right. Uh, so it's feed done? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Roach wraps it up. All right, go. Cool. Uh, Vince. Uh, is- like, hold on. Like, why would they have, like, barged into their office at one point? Like, is that the whole setup to this? Yeah. They come back, like, why the fuck are you in our yeah, office? They did. This is no good. This, this is, is dumb. This was done ass backwards. What a complete fucking waste of this gimmick. Because T and the APA were fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what this was? It was set up awesome, and then they did Chevy it. I, I like Classic that. Classic Starcade. That's right. T and A and the APA are like Sting and Hogan. I like that idea of like we have a backstage segment. It's like the, like you see enough. you see Farouk and Bradshaw it's like he like hear me out. They're wearing their APA shirts, but they have like Hawaiian shirts. Over them, like unbuttoned, as you can see, and they're like, Oh man, there's women, blah blah blah. They walk in, What the hell are you guys doing here? And then it's like, Oh, you guys got moved down, you know, like something like you guys got moved down. Uh, that's nice. My mom thinks I'm a nitro, (laughs) but no. Uh, we go backstage with Vince with uh, made me want chronic more (laughs) with Patterson as they make a joke that Foley might need some protection. Call chronic. Uh, Briscoe comes in with paperwork. He rips open the thing and actually gives himself a paper cut. He and he's like, "Ooh!" Himself. And he's like, "Ooh, paper cut!" And I'm like, "Oh, that might be a joke." But then you can legit see the he's blood bleeding. start coming out. But yeah, I'm supposed to worry about worry about that guy stretching me. He can't even <laughs> open a goddamn envelope. <laughs> Joe Briscoe's a pussy. You heard it here first. Play the tape for him, bitch. Uh, legitimate uh, Briscoes. Uh, J, Mark, Jack, Jerry. That's how I put it. Yikes. Uh, we go to the king in a promo. Who did he ever beat? As he has a surprise as he brings up the Memphis Maniacs XFL cheerleaders. Uh, so they just You dance. mean strippers. Yeah, they just do that for a bit. And then right to censor comes out. Although, uh, however, I will say, he's a he's a bit over in Memphis. Just you, just a tad over. You, you don't say. That crowd went fucking apeshit, <laughs> dude. As right to censor wants to know what's wrong with this town as they will not stand for this. Stephen goes off Hello, about uh, how people here love they love this filth. They still love Elvis. They like the they like the rock and roll, and they like that rap. But then Road Dog and Kate Craig decide to rap them way all the way down. Then we get a six man tag. I here. knew that was I knew they were coming because once he said rap, I'm like, yeah, Memphis music, like, yes. But but rap isn't in Memphis since fucking over seven years. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. I'm Three six gonna, month, yup. But then uh, it's like a rock si- and roll and blues. Yes, it's a six man uh, tag as it's right to censor versus Nashville. Road Dog, <laughs> K Quick, 
And, as Ric Flair. and Jerry the King Lawler. Somehow that brawl. Lawler drops the punch from the second turnbuckle for the win. Well, first he dropped the strap, first of all. Yeah, and that and crowd then, oh lost my God, it. dude. When he drops the strap oh, in Memphis. Oh, my God. It's over. Oh, my God. Crowd I, lost it. I grew up loving that fist drop from the second rope. I would practice it and do it in wrestling buddies and pillows and shit. That and the Macho Elbow are the two moves I have done more than anything else. I did. I lost it. I did the the Bret Hart elbow from the middle rope. That's oh, yeah, the one the, that I did. And the uh, I mean the Macho Elbow. I mean, everybody did the Macho Elbow. Yeah, everybody that fucker did that. hurts, dude. Yeah, Jesus, that shit hurts. Yeah, I did the uh, Warrior Miller turn. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shook the ropes and had a heart attack in Phoenix. Shook the ropes and died. I took over the cockpit. Um, we go backstage. <laughs> <Is that> 9/11 <laughs> joke. <laughs> no. Well, no, no, no. It's the uh, from the uh, the the death what? of like the, the rise and, f- rise and the fall. destruction of the Ultra Warrior video yeah. they put out. And Christian and Jericho it. were all making fun. So WrestleMania six is coming, right? And Hogan and Warrior are cutting promos <gasps> on each other every week. And <laughs> and uh, Warrior one week cuts a promo about. Being in a plane and taking over the cockpit and pushing the plane down towards the I ground. Over the, I opened the cockpit door. I Hulk threw the Hogan. I threw the co- the pilot out. I took control Hulk of the cockpit. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. And I drove it down into the ground. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it was the weirdest. So he's a pro- terrorist. <laughs> yes. 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 So confirmed. The warrior recruited Bin Laden <laughs> yes. to Al Qaeda. Yeah, he, he confirmed. How did 9/11 happen? He saw that the promo. Ultimate warrior. The ultimate yeah. warrior. They know that's Al Qaeda's a big, big warrior, Marks. Ultimate <laughs> uh, warriors to blame for 9/11. I said it. Queer to make the world work. <laughs> okay, grief forever. <laughs> <laughs> and what are, are we going live? Yeah, we're live. Huh? We're live, pal. Huh? Kill yourself. Kill yourself. But yeah, Jesus, the bully Ray just ripped the back of Masato Tanaka's head. Yes, yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. Making sure. 9-11 all over again here. Uh, we go backstage <laughs> with... Uh, <laughs> we go backstage with uh, Foley as he tells us to know that he doesn't want him to wrestle, doesn't want him to do anything stupid. But come on, Pop. You already told me I could take the car out. Now you're going to tell me I can't, Pop? That's the vibe Al Snow gave off here. Then we see uh, Kevin Kelly. What was his shirt? I never saw the back of it because it said "No guns, no knives." And I'm clearly just this, chairs. Just okay. I don't see on the back. WF logo or something. Ah, okay. Uh, we see Kevin Kelly waiting outside the locker room of Stone Cold. And then we get the promo between them. Uh, he, he asks how he feels. Austin's like he feels like normal, wanting to beat someone's ass. That's but fair. he says after the Hell in Cell match, he feels like crap. But the fact that Triple H in the hospital with a herniated disc makes him happy. Uh, but Austin says he's going to now go look for some trouble. Our next match. Throw the friendly tap. It's a long way from Memphis. Our next match and basically our main event for Raw. Yep. Al Snow versus Raven in a hardcore match. Raven jumps Snow on the stage. They fight alongside mm. the Tyntron. Ion and then... Uh, Raven jumps down and then off some electric wires as they f- both go off. I honestly thought they were going to both fall. Like, the way they're playing this whole wrestlers are going out of the ambulance one by one, I honestly thought this was the... This, like, and also, like, also Tedek has a broken, like, arm or something. Yeah. So, like... But, yeah, I honestly thought this match, like, would just be, like, 
boom, boom. Like, I'm like, oh, they're both leaving. Like, they're both leaving an ambulance. So, I get it. They got the pop with Lawler. But you're in Memphis. Yep. You can't put too cool on the cha- on the show. Uh, you know, no get, Brian get Christopher. Big pop. I, I don't know. Yeah. This was not much of anything really. Just a story storyline driven match to do the Foley thing further. And also no interaction with Raven tonight. And uh, oh, I forgot who he fucking attacked. Holly. Uh, Holly. Holly. No. No. Nothing on that. Just. Just right. none. He just felt like it. He was bored on Sunday, yeah, I guess. Didn't have anything to do. You know, took a stroll. Somehow ended up at ringside. Best of my recollection, I was giving somebody DDT. I don't yeah, know. Right? I don't know. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Plus, they, they already ruined the... Hold on. What was the Raven promo? Wasn't it the week before they wrestled out in the street, Holly and Raven? Yeah. They yeah. already ruined Raven that night. Yep. Because telling Raven he was going to have a hardcore match with Hardcore Holly anywhere else, at best you would have gotten the Raven like, I don't care, whatever. The world sucks anyway. But here, he had to show fear at the prospect of wrestling Bob Holly. Fucking Raven, dude. That's not Raven. That's not his character. You don't, yeah, that's, that's the same as putting the wig on that's Goldberg. That's Norman Smiley. Like, he's not Norman Smiley. Yeah. That's like putting the wig on Goldberg when he got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both us put the wig on him. It's like... No, you don't get the character at all, do you? Nope. You just don't get it. Uh, so they both fall off the side. Uh, Tron, the... Rocky Hoo. Snow, uh, Snow uses the swing ladder that they used Ooh. to set up the Tron, and he kicks Raven in the face with it. They fight to the back. Uh, the throne, uh, Raven is thrown into the backstage set, that, uh, and then a roll-up door. They fight to the outside. Ro- uh, Al Snow bulldogs Raven on a filing cabinet. Uh, Snow puts Raven in a cart and then rams him to the truck and then puts him back in the cart and they runs the cart into a car and it turns out to be Tiger Ali uh, and Lowdown as then they jump Snow but then it becomes blurry and like you don't know who's attacking who then a car behind is honking the horn and then Lowdown goes after them and uh, then Snow walks around the trunk and then he's hit he's knocked out we don't see why uh, but there's it's a. Very confused. I don't know what's going on here. This is what I got for my notes here. No, no, and then, but, but, uh, it's not because of you. It's because of them. Yeah, yeah. Snow is knocked out. Uh, Raven makes the cover for the one, two, three. Uh, there's a broken cinder block there, so you, the fans have to put that two and two together. That uh, why? So, uh, was that only one? I thought they were going to kidnap Al Snow. I thought so too. <laughs> the trunk was open. I was like, yep, I thought a kidnapping was happening. And they didn't? I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Because they realized it was all snow and it's not worth anything. I mean, fair. So, uh, snow is getting stretched out. We go to WF New York as the Hollies were there. Uh, and they had to ask fans if Foley should resign. And it was like 50 50. So that's not what they were looking for. Yep. Uh, like, back, yeah. I don't really care. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for this delicious eats. I'm here for the wings, I guess. Uh, uh, Foley is young. <laughs> not that place. Yep. Backstage, we see Vinci. <laughs> Uh, Vince is yelling at Foley backstage about uh, how many people are going uh, into the ambulance saying uh, it's on Foley's head on what has happened tonight as Foley heads back in the arena. We get a highlight promo of what we started the show with, the highlights of the match, uh, main event, and the end song. Then we get a uh, Vince McMahon promo. Uh, with Did you mean lecture? 
Yeah, with Briscoe and Patterson as with Vince thanks the fans for supporting him during coming, during his divorce. Vince says he's not proud of the WF right now or its commissioner. The commissioner put in six wrestlers in the match against their will. His son-in-law is in the hospital. Uh, it wasn't against their will, by the way. They signed a contract. Right. It's like, mm. he, uh, he has no feelings towards Rikishi. Uh, Foley didn't listen to what Vince had to say. Vince wants Foley to come out to resign. Foley comes out. Vince says he doesn't want Foley to take it personal, but as a commissioner, he sucks. But as a human being, he's a nice guy. Vince has reasons why Foley should resign. And the reason is you. There it is. As Foley has plenty. <laughs> Poop of Vince. Uh, Foley has given plenty to the fans. He doesn't need to give them any more. Uh, Foley has been uh, having a lot of exa- anxiety attacks lately because of how much work he has, he's been dealing with. Um, that rock apology. Uh, Vince brings up Foley's family. Foley retired to be with his children. But he's back, and he's already missing. Uh, he's missing out already. Mick, your your wife's pregnant. Where are your where's the Foley values? I did, so, can I be completely honest? Yep. I didn't know they had more than two kids. Yep, they have like three or four. No I one talks about the two younger no ones. No idea. Yeah. Vince brings up the main reason why Foley should resign, and shows the footage of saying, "Hey, if anybody got hurt, I will resign." Foley, uh, Vince gives Foley the paperwork to sign. Foley is hesitant, but grabs the mic. He says, Vince, everything you said is true. Foley says if he does sign it, there is one thing that it would do. In, uh, but there is one thing he wants to do before. However, William Regal comes out. Regal says that uh, he agrees with Vince and Foley should leave. Regal says he speaks for the guys in the back. Triple H, Rikishi, and Stone Cold. We all want Foley to resign. This brings out Stone Cold. Austin uh, uh, says if someone needs to talk to for himself, it'll be him. And if when he does talk for himself, it'll be to someone's face. Austin asks the fans if Foley should rip up the paperwork and show it up Vince's ass. And then suddenly, oh, hell yeah. Austin then stuns everybody in the ring, and he's going to stun Vince. But Foley puts Sako on and uh, puts it in Vince's mouth. Foley rips up the paperwork, and that is how we end Raw. Usually I, Vince puts it in their mouth. There it is. Allegedly. Uh, the last match ended with at 1 hour and 14 minutes. There was 36 minutes left to the show. So I felt it, too. That last 36 minutes was the Hollies, the backstage segment, the promo, the highlight film of the main event. So four non-wrestling segments. By the way, did you see? Have you seen the uh, SmackDown, the more current day thing? So someone brought up. Oh, the wrestling. Wrestling. The amount. Fifty-one minutes or fifty-two minutes of wrestling on SmackDown. It'd been averaging like twenty-one minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about, it, it's probably the change. Yeah. Yeah. The most noticeable one. Yeah. So. Well, they had Drew and Sheamus go 30 minutes. That's probably the wrong match to do that with. But, you know, that's <laughs> so let's go to our Tuesday night Nitro, shall we? Since we were uninformed. That, uh, yeah, we they didn't bother telling anybody last week. They may not have known until this week. <laughs> fucking assholes. By this point, TNT was like, look, you're lucky you're even on air now. Uh, we got shit we're doing. So by the way, you're on Tuesday next week. By and the, the following way, week, I believe. 
no. No, because it's the night after Starcade. So the so this is our last Nitro of the year. No, there's one to the next week after Starcade. Okay. Oh, yeah, there is. Then we're off the two. Okay. Yep. Um, commentary team is one. Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, straight shooting Stevie Ray for December 12th. All of a sudden back out of nowhere with that retirement. Straight shooting. Well. Well. Well, things changed. And, uh, well, you know. Um. Oh, my goodness. There we are. My Guitar p- shot to the chef. Oh, yeah. But I like no, this opening segment. We no. are in. Uh, I like this. We're in Louisiana. Shreveport. He didn't like the crawfish the guy made for him. <laughs> As we started with Lube Chef, I mean, a chef was making sauce, and he wants to taste it with a spoon, but turns around, and Jeff Jarrett comes out and hits him with a, a good old guitar. <laughs> Here's your Yelp rating. <laughs> El Cabong. We're going to recap a lot. I'm all about these openings tonight, Joe. <laughs> yeah. All about these. Yeah. I'm loving these. We've been all for Jarrett blasting people for no reason. Uh, so obvious. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, recap of last Monday, the chaos ending, uh, Nitro, Steiner attacking Arn, Luger attacking Goldberg, all hell. Uh, then we see backstage with Mike Sanders telling Luger that uh, he's making that match, and it's about to set it off. Let's go to our, uh, the ring. That's with a, it's toast to know it's Mike Sanders, by the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> As we're going to go to the ring with one Ric Flair for a promo. As you said, Sid and Steiner are not allowed in the arena. Uh, they cannot have contact with each other until Starcade. Um, if they get involved with, in, in, with each other, they will be suspended. Or if it's Steiner, he will be stripped of the title. So it's the same shit from Thunder. That yes, they decide not to do. Flair says Steiner Thanks, uh, is the flagship of WCW. Not what it means. Uh, Flair tells Steiner <laughs> to not uh, turn his back tonight. But then Flair teases like that maybe Booker T might be here tonight, or Arn it might be in the building. So, so yeah, right. Um, Flair then makes a match for Steiner against A Wall for the title. Oh. Booker T, he is not. Yeah. Mike Sanders, toasted oats, toasted wheats, toasted nothing, <laughs> comes out and says Flair ha- has uh, is mad. Um, is just mad about Steiner. As Steiner says that he will make a match. Steiner says he's going to make a triple threat match for Starcade, but decided to make it tonight. So it'll be the perfect event versus Sean O'Hare and Mark Jindrak versus the Insiders tonight. And then Flair's like, well, I'm going to make a match for you, their toasted uh, wheat, as it'll be against one Sid. And if you don't wrestle, you'll no longer be commissioner. And if the thrillers get involved, they will all be history. Kind of putting Sanders in a corner there. But once again, this goes to that whole fact that I don't, I, the fact that I don't like the, uh, oh I don't like <laughs> oh, the fact, that, right? Uh, I don't like the fact that we still don't know who's who in the powership of the uh, between Sanders and Flair. I love this so much. Uh, we go earlier today with Steiner running into Corporate Cage, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? I don't like you," and this attacks him. I don't uh, like you. AWOL makes the save, and this is how the match oh. is set up between AWOL and uh, Steiner. We go backstage with Gene with Sid. As Steiner says, he uh, Steiner's pushed Sid to the brink, and he can't wait to get his whole uh, get his hands on him to, and uh, hurt him at Starcade. <laughs> we go backstage with Jindrak and O'Hare looking taking a monitor out of Goldberg's room as commentary is like, "What's happening?" So this I liked. I missed this. 
So when they brought this up, I was like, they did the what, when? What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? I liked it. I was like, ooh. They snuck I in. I thought it was Nitro. They just didn't show it. Like, I didn't think much of it at the time, but later on, I was like, oh, I like this. this yeah, I just, I thought WCW, they just fucked it up. I was like, uh, um, what? Oh, damn. Got it. Uh, we see Sarge getting in the arena asking for oh, Sanders, and then Disco me. shows up, makes fun of him. I guess the midget wrestling is back. That's what he said. As Sarge then grabs Disco and pushes him up <laughs> against the wall and yells at him. And you see Disco could not have been less scared. He was like, um, this is what I'm doing? Yep. This is my job? Wow. Uh, Fuck me, I guess. We get a promo here with Lance Storm with Major oh. Guns oh. as they're scheduled for a mixed tag match, and Storm has an interesting idea. If Cat loses tonight, he has, to, he has to come out on the Thunder and sing the Canadian National Anthem. Um, and during the anthem, you, uh, as, he, purpose. as he raises, rises up to do the Canadian Anthem, you can see that, hey, there's someone dressed up like Santa walking through the crowd. Uh, I'll take the uh, the cat and Miss Jones comes out, and Cat says, "Well, Mrs. if you lose Jones. Storm, uh, you have to sing the na- the American national anthem on Thunder." Gee, I wonder who's going to lose. Uh, sorry, is that okay? Our first match of the night for yeah Thunder. <laughs> My, My God, uh, Lance Storm and Major Guns versus the Cat and Miss Jones. Major Guns hits a drop kick to the back of Miss Jones, and then uh, we have a tussle between them and. Stevie Ray loses it. Uh, Miss Jones with a big boot. Cat uh, hits the feline uh, kick on Storm, but he puts his foot up on the rope. Gun is was supposed to grab the leg, but she was late. Uh, we have a yak fight on the outside as the ref is distracted. Primetime tries to attack the cat, but he fights him off. Duggan accidentally throws the 2x4 over Storm. Cat catches it and hits Storm with it for the win. So on Thunder... Storm has to sing the national American national anthem. Uh, Goldberg the, arrived. The inferior song. Yep. Goldberg arrives to the arena. We get a Jimmy Hart promo. Oh, as he Jesus. says, he he's the reason he he was the one that made Memphis wrestling. I mean, he he's not wrong. He helped a lot. So it's weird. He's like he's not right, but he's not wrong. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the for some reason there the chemistry between him and Lawler. As antagonist, and as, uh, first started, he was he was his manager, but then when he got hurt and Hart did the famous, you take a horse behind them and you shoot it, and then from then on for five years, it was really Lawler versus Hart, which was the feud. He just it was so hot that he could just bring in whoever to manage, and it became a main event thing. So mm. Jimmy Hart was huge in that. It, it's amazing how watered down he really was in WWE. But of course, let's get just the generic pre-tape promo, not have him on the arena or anything. Yeah, nah, let's nah, let's nah. not have him bring out to people who actually might care. Yeah. Nah. Fuckers. Uh, we go backstage with MIA as Cajun's on the phone and he has to hang up because Rection shows up and Rection's like, I know who you're talking to. I hope my Rection shows up too. But we have to talk about strategy. <laughs> Rection wants AWOL to show no mercy on Steiner. No mercy. No surrender. Um, Cajun's taking on Douglas and Rection wants uh, him to take Douglas out because... You know, they have a feud now. Uh, we go backstage with the Thrillers as Sander says he's a vet and he doesn't sweat Sid. As Sander makes a triple the triple threat match with Fatal 4-Way tonight by adding Chronic. Uh, then we go to commentaries as Crowbar comes out and joins because he doesn't know why he's down here. So our, oh. next, our next match oh. um. is going to be uh, Screaming Norman Smiley versus Ming. 
As Smiley says, he has thought about his career in WCW and realized that he's supposed to be in the hardcore division, and he has an open challenge for a hardcore match. Um, and he goes, after this match, hopefully, uh, uh, Crowbar, you will give me a title shot. Ming comes out. Smiley uses the trash can, but has no effect. Uh, they fight near the DJ booth. They bump into Santa Claus, and Smiley takes the bag from him. And, uh, and they bumped again. And they use it, yep. Crowbar, uh, it's the holiday season. We are we have our yearly Santa beating. Um, <laughs> Dude, Crowbar is fucking money on commentary. <laughs> I didn't get that. I don't know what that was about, but... I, I don't know. I just love Crowbar's hilarious when he's like, we have a gut blood gusher. Zoom in on it. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> we, have a a, crimson mask. we have a crimson no, mask. No, it's not, no, we, no, we're not. Can we zoom in on that? Uh, guys in the back. That's a bass. Uh, <laughs> they fight to the ring, and then Santa comes to the ring and throws powder in their face. Ming puts the tongue and death grip on Paisley as Kiwi comes out to fight him, pull him off, but Ming puts Kiwi in it. Santa reveals himself to be one. Terry Funk. Fight forever. I almost hung myself. Funk lays out Ming. Funk says that uh, Santa Claus, uh, that he's Santa Claus. He's going to give the perverts the 11 hoes. As then he just says, ho, ho, ho. So, in, in, in order, here's my notes for that. I, I've seen your notes. Yep. They take Santa's bag. Mother Funk. I hate this company. <laughs> There it is. He, he's, he, he's I said to Joe, I was like, guess what I'm watching? And he sent me that. I'm like, oh, Nitro. Fuck uh, this. Funk dude. wants a match with the Crowbar at Starcade. Crowbar says it would be an honor. As then Funk lays him out with a chair. It's. I get it. You're not wrong that in the year 2000, well, what's Terry Funk doing here? I will say it's a tough situation because they've lost so much star power in the last couple months. That any star power that you have on any level, you need on TV. So here's Terry Funk. Jesus, man. Uh, we got a promo for uh, Starcade, and this is the fun part of watching it not on the cock. Is wondering if they put these in the show because I've never seen them promote anything. Oh yeah. On the God, there's still so much left of the show. Oh, I know, Christ, dude. I miss Russo. Should I go slower? No. It doesn't okay. matter. It's still 75 fucking segments. It doesn't matter how fast you go. There's um, so much shit they cram in this show. We go backstage with Mike Sanders as Toaster Wheats uh, sitting there as Sarge barges in as he wants Luger. Sanders says he can't have Luger tonight, but he'll give him Lex on th- Thunder. But Sanders says if Sarge wants Lex, he has to do him a favor tonight. Well, gee, I wonder what that is. However, to be fair, it's good booking. It is. It make it's it's some of the few. It's good inspired, storytelling, funny yeah, enough. It's 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 some of the few inspired things WWE's doing is uh, the, taking the the monitor out. <laughs> Goldberg has no. We'll get to it, but I mean it's good booking. It's people nobody cares about. Yeah. But it's, you know, uh, we charge a Buddy Lee Parker, but you, you know, maybe oh maybe try that with I don't know Scott dear Snyder. God. My God, uh, we go, we see, mm. yeah, you know what it is? We see the Harris brothers backstage eating the subway Those shorts or pants, pants. Yes, the su- like the raw, the subway uh, party subs, party subs. Yeah, like two of them. Can uh, I just so like at this point in my life, I was uh, what's the word broke as fucking poor as shit. 
So I would have been like, oh, that is like goddamn heaven. That's like a week and a half food Give right there. Give me all of that. Uh, however, we see the filthy animals watching them saying that they put some type of, I don't know, X-lax. Some, uh, How do you put X-lax on a sandwich? It's usually in pill form, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, they probably found the liquid one <laughs> or whatever. Maybe the mortar and pestle. And they're like crunching down the pill. Or they shoved it in the buns. That's a problem I usually have. Yeah, I know. I just I'm just I'm just happy as the filthy animals and not Sean Waltman. I remember in I remember in high school Smells like shit. I remember in high school uh, kids tried to uh, give they were handing out candy and I'm like, You guys are too friendly and you guys are dicks. Uh, I'm gonna pass. Yeah. And my buddy I was like my buddy I was in the room with, he took one, I'm like, Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. You're like his personal Evander Holyfield. I was telling him I'm like, Don't do it. He did it. Next day, hey, how are you feeling? I was on the I was on the shitter for a while. I'm like, should have listened to me. She freaked you. These people, the, the 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 popular ones were like, yeah. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Uh, we go backstage with Mean Gene with Scott Steiner. Steiner's heard what Flair says and he doesn't care. Sid told Flair that uh, he's scared of Steiner and he want he needs protection. <laughs> I'm just like I just Scott Steiner's like Secretary of Defense. Personally, you can't. Really, he's like. That's cool. Nuke him. Nuke him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Scott, that's Kansas. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't like Kansas. Nuke him. Nuke him. As, uh, Steiner, I don't like dust in the wind. Steiner says he's going to lay out a wall. Then we go to a not wet. So he's just construction. I got it. Just lay out a wall. It's an open floor concept. Uh, we go to a not wet Pamela, who's with MIA. I don't like... She's like wearing puffier coats. What's yes. happening here? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's I don't like the, it. She's hiding the cassavas. I'm not a fan of this. Not only that, I am not a fan of how much fucking TV time Misfits in Action are getting lately. Dude. It is doubled. Dude. And it's like, Dude, no. they're not DX. They need to knock this shit the Ugh. fuck off. Nobody cares. At least what DX they is think. entertaining. Nobody cares what they think about fucking Chavo. Nobody cares that Lash is leaning towards leaving as well. No one cares about a wall. Uh, or the wall. Or a or wall. Or Hugh Morris. Ugh. God damn. Uh, wall says he's going to take the title from Steiner tonight. <laughs> Rection will have his match with Douglas at Starcade. It's um, a real drop, isn't it? Uh, Cajun says he's going to do it his way. And then Rection's like, hey, I've heard that before. Didn't Chavo say that? And then he gets pissed off about that. You're going to get pissy because people are using the same words Chavo might have used at one point. Ain't nobody going to be able to talk. Exactly. He uses the N-word a lot. Then we get a promo by (laughs) Toasted Weed and himself, Mike Sanders. Sanders says he went to the doctor and the doctor said he ain't clear to wrestle. uh, And that he can't wrestle. And Scott's like, yeah, we knew that. (laughs) Damn, dude. Hudson just dropping (laughs) bombs on him. Hudson gives no shits. <laughs> yeah, that's like you fired Mark Hudson. Fuck you. Then. Watch <laughs> the, this. The under the undertone, like, oh yeah, we we knew that. Like, uh, this you can't fire me, bitch. You need me. Uh, a lot uh, of people don't know. I host worldwide, sucker. A lot of people don't know that uh, in the early '90s, Scott Hudson was part of a group of guys who were Uh-oh. smarks. Go on. Were like in our, were like no. They're smarky smarks. Who and would, the funky bunch? Who would go to all of the center stage Saturday night tapings and cause disruptions in the front row. They would always sit in the front row. Uh, they did like a little newsletter they would pass off to just people around. Uh, they were well-known and not liked. 
Um, but he was so intelligent and so witty and so smart, he got in with the company. And uh, But no, he used to raise hell at those tapings in, like, 92, 93, 94. I have a question for you. Yeah. I would, I would send it to Cornette, but old mediocre Brian Last won't ever read my shit because he's a punk bitch. He don't want to smoke. But uh, how did wrestlers in, like, the 70s and 80s deal with smart fans? Because they were there, obviously. How did they deal with them? Kayfabe did. Yeah? Would never Where they admit. were, like cheer for the heel and boo the face just like that shit what would they do you know how nowadays it's some of the hills will try to be cool hills and interact with those fans yeah. and ne- never just not even give them time of day never you would still expect shut the fuck who do you think you are you know, total no sell it um the very few very few that got through with it and you eventually got in the business a cornet a dangerously um they, you know, but that's because they would they would do extra things like you know do do photographs. It was a little easier way to slowly get in. But yeah, if you were cheering the hills or just smart to the business, mostly back then you kept it to yourself because you wanted to be not a part of the business but a part of the secret. Yeah. Just because you knew you didn't want to run it for everyone else, but it was more like you just felt like you were in on something. So you'd play a little dumb. You'd be smart with your friends who were smart with you, but. Like at the arenas, you'd play dumb. You'd still... you do what I do. Yes. Cheer yeah. the faces, baby. Yeah. It's, it's why you boo the Blanchards. Yeah. It's not Blanchard country. It is Blanchard country. It's, uh, yeah, they would do it. Because back then it Fair was... Fair enough. Nowadays, everybody wants to expose everything and everywhere. But back then, it was more like, eh, I see what's going on, but it's cool. I enjoy this. I'm not going to shit on it. I'm going to go with it. Uh, that's how they did it. Fair enough. Um, so Sanders says he can't well, wrestle. Then God. Sid comes out in his dress clothes. Sanders tries to say that he can't wrestle and shake hands. They do, but our next match is going to be Sid versus Mike Sanders. Now, when you say match, he chokes slams him and power bombs him. After the match, <laughs> after the match, Sid's like looking at Stevie and saying, "Sucker's got no class." And commentary's like, "What the hell did he say?" He's like, "Stevie's like, I'll tell you later, dude." Sid here was fucking brilliant, dude. He was I can't remember, I wish I wrote the line he used. He was like speaking ebonics to Stevie. He it was, was fucking yeah. great, dude. Who brought Harlem Heat into WCW? Oh Sid, Sid Vicious. Who gave the who gave him the idea to talk in the camera on the way down? Sid Vicious. Sid goes way back with Booker and Stevie. Dude, it's so great, dude. But it's that weird, like he, yeah, he was just laughing and saying, and commentary's like, like, "Hey, Stevie, suckers got to know." And he's like, "What? What what did you say? I'll tell you later." Um, And now I really want a stable with Harley and Sid. Then we see Sid looking for Sid jive talking with him. Then we see Sid looking for keys as the security guards like, "I don't have them." I didn't. I was like, did we miss did a I, segment? I don't want the too. fuck is happening here. And then he's the old Because it cut does. from that to like him like frantically looking for keys. I was like, yeah. what did we miss? I think there was something lost in translation. I think so, too. <laughs> As he yells for Steiner that he doesn't have it. I was like, what? Okay. Then we see Maria telling Reno not to be crazy. As Tony yells, too, says under his breath, too late. As then the Reno attacks Chronic. Uh, but Vito comes and try to make the save. Thrillers come and separate them as Kronk says the deal is off. And Vito says, we'll face you at Starcade as brothers got a hug as Reno and Vito hug it out. I don't know how to dig the team. 
Uh, our next match is going to be DDP, Kevin Nash, The Insiders versus wow. The Perfect Event versus Sean O'Hare and Mark Jindrak. Okay. On the way to the ring, The Insiders. Yep. I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to read this line. This is what they said. That's what you guys to envision this. Okay. Wherever they're oh Memphis next week when they go to Memphis, DDP and Kimberly are going to be reading to children. Mm-hmm. So they did like one. the alphabet. No, they do. <laughs> Those two are like crazy into Christmas, mm-hmm. like freakishly the Christmas people. And they would go to, if they were going to be in towns, they would set up to do, like, reading Christmas stories to kids at a place or a mall or I'm something. I'm pretty sure Kimberly can't read. Oh, yeah. And DDP just does yoga. And uh, they were, they did get a divorce. It was a shoot. But as, if, as with everything with DDP, it was like they were positive with each other and still friendly and never quit. There was no trash talking or anything. It was just a divorce and then boom. So they would still hang out and do shit like this for charities and all that crap. Yeah. like uh, For this match, it's a three-person in the ring triple threat type tag match. Uh, Palumbo with the sidekick to Nash. DDP puts the sleeper on Stasiak. Jindrak puts DDP in the sleeper. So we have a three-way sleeper here. Nash goes to the jackknife, but Jindrak does the top rope clothesline. O'Hare hits the Shantan. DDP comes in. Diamond cuts O'Hare. Stasiak comes in and hits DDP with the belt. Palumbo makes the pin oh. for the win. After the match, the throws come out to attack Nash's knee as, a, as we go to the break. Then we see during the break, Nash getting his knee rammed against the post. Um, we see backstage Sid arriving, <laughs> returning to the arena in a minivan. I was like, oh, there's his rental car. Uh, as then we see Nash limping um, backstage. Our next match, we see Sarge rating uh, in the uh, ring as we're seeing who he's facing. And then Goldberg's music hits as then commentary brings up. Goldberg doesn't know who he's facing. He doesn't know who's in the ring. So Goldberg comes out to the ring. Goldberg starts to do his thing, like his pose at the ramp, notices Sarge, and he's like, nope. And he walks straight down. He's like, I'm not having this match. As Sarge says, you have to. And Goldberg's like, I'm not going to. As then Luger comes out and Luger says, hey, Goldberg, if you touch him, uh, touch me, uh, their match won't happen. Sarge keeps attacking Goldberg until he doesn't. Goldberg then spears and he's going to walk away and Sarge grabs him by the foot and says, you know, let's finish this off. And then jackhammer for the win. Goldberg then carries Sarge to the back. I got to be honest, I liked everything about this. Uh, yeah. I liked Goldberg's look of bewilderment once the, the smoke went away and he did the kick and realized who was in there and he was like, what? I'm not doing this. And not wanting to do it. I liked Luger egging him on. I liked Sarge saying, like, come on, do this. Come on, slapping him. Beat. I liked I liked Goldberg taking a lot of punishment at first because he wasn't going to hit his trainer. Yep. And then I liked the fact that he finally lost it and hit the, hit the spear and he was a little upset about it. I, I, yeah, I thought this was good. This was good storytelling. Like, like I really, I you know, I rated it very, very low, but, but it's yeah, not the worst match of the week no. by any means. No, I just for the storyline purposes, it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, yeah. 
just storyline wise. Oh. Um. um. <laughs> Goldberg is now, by the way, thirty and zero. Oh uh, we go backstage with Jamie Noble talking to Queewee, me and Crowbar about asking questions. It's I don't Queeming at the queeming at the bar. Queeming. As we don't I don't know what he's talking about. As, <laughs> if you need me, I'll be queeming at the bar. As courageous comes in and says, Hey man, Sid's going crazy in the parking lot. Let's go watch. <laughs> um Dude. And, and, uh, little short boss guy was going nuts, because go check it out. Yeah, and that minivan, dude. Uh then we get a promo by Shane Douglas as he wishes Tori was still around and he's gonna take apart MI. <laughs> He doesn't say Tori. He says his, uh, his name. They, don't, they, they skirt around that name. Uh, the meal ticket. As, uh, I take great offense to that, Mike. As uh, he's going to take a... Now, hold on. I've got to be very careful here. I'm trying to be thoughtful of everything I say, and I've called her my meal ticket in the past. Yep. <laughs> As he's going to take MIA part one, uh, one by one by starting it tonight with Corporal Cajun. Uh, so our next match is Corporal Cajun versus Shane Douglas. Cajun with a suicide dive through the ropes. Cajun throws uh, Douglas over the announce table. Chavo comes out and tells Cajun to use the chair, but Douglas wraps a chain around his hand. Uh, while Douglas is taking a swing, Cajun hits him with the chair. Um, as uh, the ref calls for the bell, Douglas gets up and hits Cajun with the chain. Rection comes out to chase off Doug- Douglas. Rection and Chavo get nose to nose and argue about what just happened with Cajun. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. This storyline's stupid. <laughs> the, the 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 hot take. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I love the fact the storyline's this. It's like I'm gonna say, it, guys. I'm gonna say, it. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> that the storyline is this. Like a month ago, true. Don't give a fuck. I know, right? A month ago. Um, Reaction's like, guys, we need to be more, like, more, like, vicious, more violent, more. But not really. But not really. <laughs> and Chavo's like, okay, got it. And he does it. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Chavo has a better life. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Chavo's the good guy in the yeah, story. Yeah, Chavo's like, the good guy, yeah. Kind of like how Voldemort's the, the heel, the face in uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> He's just, he looks different, so he's picked up by the rich kid, Harry Potter. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm saying. Um, Fuck I, Harry Potter. I just want to get that off my chest. Some bitch. <laughs> also, never watched a movie or read a book in my life of that stuff. So. Yeah, they yeah. suck. I don't worry about it. Uh, when Harry Potter, the first movie, came out, my little brother had to watch it every morning. But since he was little, all he did was restart the movie. So like for like uh, two weeks straight, I would wake up to the goddamn Harry Potter music playing. <laughs> and like he would get to the same spot every day, and I'm like... I'm also like I'm like I'm, I was never that smart to be like just start pause it know where yeah. you're at restart tomorrow it's like nope just do 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 I'm like god damn it uh, we go backstage with the Jeff Jarrett finding the Harris Brothers as they ate the entire two sub, feet two feet of subs as they said they ate it all and their stomach don't feel good and Jared's like, like you would be sick if you didn't have laxative that's a fuck ton of sandwich it's a lot Jeez. as Jarrett says he doesn't care get your ass to the ring and then we see <laughs> he's like I don't give a fuck then, then we see Sid driving a car super slow like grandma slow Sid doesn't have a left foot yeah granny foot uh, then we go to Pamela with maybe we go to Pamela with Mike Awesome as the, the match at Starcade for him is official and it's gonna be him and Bam Bam in an ambulance match not an ambulance. Ambulance. Then we go to Mean Gene with Jarrett and the Harris Brothers as uh, 
<laughs> They're facing the animals tonight in an elimination match as they uh, they were take the animals out one by one. The Harris Potter says, I don't feel good. And they go, if, if I move, something might happen. And that pops Tony. <laughs> I loved it because me and Gene, he's like, what about you, big man? And he's like, Gene, if I move, something's happening. I was like, what? That pops Tony. <laughs> uh, then we get a recap from Thunder. The Harris Brothers and Jared attacking the Filthy Animals backstage. So our next match is going to be the Filthy Animals versus the Harris Brothers and Jeff Jarrett in an elimination match. However, during the entrance, one of the brothers runs to the back. That was Ron. Then they get to the ringside. Then Don decides to run back because something's moving. So now it's going to be a one-on-three match here. I love Jarrett standing on the apron going, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, so Conan with a face buster, rolling lariat. Kidman and Ray hit the double sit-down face buster. Jarrett then hits the stroke on Conan to eliminate him. Of course. Ray hits the springboard leg drop. Jarrett power bombs Ray, but uh, turns around into a missile drop kick by Kidman. And you know damn well Conan's like, you know what, I'll, I'll take the pin first. Yeah, yeah, take, yeah, I'll get out. Don't worry, guys, I'll take that out. I heard uh, there was a sandwich in the backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Kidman with the head scissor takedown, then a splash for a two count. Kidman with the baseball slide, Ray with the Bronco Buster. Ray gets hanged up on the ropes as Ray uh, wrapped his foot around the ropes uh, as as he's trying to get unloose and he wrapped but what? He is hung up on top of the ropes as he then tries to bring one foot over the other to you know get steady. He kicks the ref ref bump. Uh, <laughs> yep. Just actually hit him. Get the camera off. Ray camera gets off. Uh, Kidman. Then uh, Jarrett then hits Kidman with the guitar, but Ray hits a <laughs> sunset flip on Jarrett for the win. So Conan's like, "Yep, I'll take the L, guys, but you guys get the win." Uh, we get a promo for Starcade, as then we get backstage with Sid saying, uh, "Well, Steiner, if we can't wrestle out uh, in the arena, you can bring There's it out here." In the fans, dude. Uh, so our main event for the title, Scott Steiner versus AWOL, the WCW title. Mm. Uh, you Booker know T, Scott Steiner in this time having the title has had more main events than Booker on a Nitro. You know what I've noticed too? Uh, Steiner going old school Lex Luger from the late 80s. He won that world title and all of a sudden he's got a different color pair of trucks every fucking night now. He's got the lavender, he's got a blue, he's got a red. He's got Medeja. Yeah. Got them freaks. As uh, Flair, he says, Flair's a lucky man. If Flair wants to strip him uh, or fight Steiner, Steiner will go to Flair's house and kick his ass. <laughs> um, to this day, by the way, to this day, you know, one guy who wasn't going to be in Nashville today was Scott Steiner. That's true. He fucking well, hates Ric Flair. There was another one. Uh, yeah. Sag it off. Yeah. Sag it off. Sag it off. going to be there. That's uh, true. AWOL gets some moves in. Steiner with the belly belly. Steiner throws AWOL into the barricade. He uses a chair on him. Steiner goes to the pipe, but AWOL hits him with a chair. AWOL drops Steiner on the barricade. Barricade. He brings in the table. Barricade. Barricade. AWOL hits a running Multiple power barricades. slam for a two. AWOL choke slams Steiner, but instead of pinning him, he sets up the table. AWOL goes and to the Stevie Boy is fucking losing his mind about that. Yep. <laughs> AWOL goes to the choke slam, but uh, Steiner punches him in the face and T-bones him through the table. And then Steiner puts AWOL in the Steiner recliner for the win. After the match, Steiner uh, uses the uh, puts AWOL in the Steiner recliner again by using the pipe. 
Sid shows up on the Tron saying let's fight on the outside since Steiner's ducking him. So Steiner runs to the back. He takes a swing at when he's outside with the pipe but breaks a car window with the pipe. They fight as all the other wrestlers are watching. Sid is going to powerbomb uh, Steiner on the hood, but they were blocked out. They continue to wrestle. But, guys, we ran out of time. It's it. Uh, I have my signs of the night here. Okay. As on Raw, it says, Vince, it's cheaper to keep her. I mean, uh, well, it's relevant today, too. Uh, on Raw, on Nitro. Never read sign. On Nitro, it says, Raw sucks. And then uh, an arrow pointing on uh, both ways, and it says, assholes in the middle. <laughs> that was a great sign. Yeah. So, guys, uh, what was the better show? Raw. Yeah, I, I actively fell asleep during Nitro and had to wake up and start the shit over again. I liked a lot of parts of Nitro, but Raw was better. Uh, I will agree. So let's go to the ratings. Let's see how. Remember last time Nitro was on a Tuesday? It did like a two point something, a good night for them. Oh my God. Yeah. So let's find out. Last week, WCW won the going head to head against WWF on Monday night. WCW got a 2.45, while Raw got a 5. Monday night for Raw, a 5.75. Jesus Christ. Coming off the heels of the pay-per-view and don't have no to go against competition. So people are just, less people are just watching Raw then. That's almost USA numbers. So they have the ability to get that. They just aren't. Yeah. So the WWE diehards are staying there. There you go. And then, and then, and then WCW Tuesday night got a... 1.7. Yeah, man, it checks out. Uh, they dropped 0.7. The obvious thing to me, and I don't know if this is true or not, is the reason this didn't do as well this time on a Tuesday. They tell them. Nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. We watched the last week's show and didn't even know this was on a Tuesday. So if you don't tell anybody, you're Hard not going to get to know. <laughs> yeah, right? If we yeah, if you knew, you're probably gonna get your ratings. This also tells me something. They're they're out of their. I'm talking about TNT, not WWE. Five point. They just don't care because they're out of their minds preempting it for two weeks. Then. Because after if they change nights and people drop that bad after two weeks off, you think people are gonna be like, God, I can't wait to watch some more Nitro. Because next week is, is the night after Nitro. Uh, the night after Starcade. And, and it's a nitro, and then we're nothing, for two, nothing for two weeks. For nitro, the next nitro is January eighth. Yeah, can't wait for the. Good luck with that. Yep. Um. So, the uh, show of the week was raw here, but let's go to our favorite part of the show. It's the award show. Let's start. There it is. Let's start off with a best match. Oh, I struggled here. I, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to pick from, honestly, for me anyway. You want to know what I picked? What? Rock and the Dudleys versus Team Eck. Uh, not the tag team testicle table match. I hated it. Everything else sucked. Uh, I'm going to go... That's a rematch. That was a rematch. 
Um, not somewhat. Uh, I'm gonna go Jarrett versus the animals because the Harris brothers want to shit themselves. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you because I, it was good comedy and actually. Uh, I enjoyed once Conan was out and it was Jared against Kidman and Mysterio. It was actually quite good. There it is. Um, and because yeah, I did not like the tables match, so yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, Yak match the night. Uh, well, no, that wasn't a match. Perfect event versus Insiders. I was gonna go with I or the with the uh, China and shit, Ivory. That wasn't a match. Um, I'm going Shane Douglas and Cajun because it's Shane Douglas. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, who is your MVP? The king. King in Memphis. Yep, the king's in Memphis, baby. Wait, so Nitro's in Memphis next week? Yeah. Weird. It's weird, isn't it? Weird. Uh, let's see how... Yeah. Uh, Remember that time in 96 when Nitro made its debut in Memphis at the Mid-South Coliseum and thanked Mr. Lawler on air Yep. for helping them get in? That's awkward. See, so yeah, mine's for sure Lawler. That's, that's Bust awkward. over motherfucker that building that night. Yep. I'll go Lawler. Sadly, and my number two, <laughs> just because it's the comedy, it's the, the Harris brothers. Like, you know, they're terrible people, but it's just like, <laughs> how do you feel, big man, if I move? <laughs> Something's going to happen gonna if happen. I move. Uh, who is your Moadib? Funny enough, the Harris brothers for having diarrhea. There it is. <laughs> I am going to go with uh, China. I mean, it's two months it's ago over. was your Playboy thing, and now you're doing an injury angle to set up a women's title feed, which you know she's vehemently against. So how could it not be China? Uh, I am going to go with one Vincent Kennedy McMahon of the fact that you gave us a goddamn, what, maybe five segments he was on TV? Oh, he's... Yeah, We're I going know. into the air oh, of peak McMahon on TV all oh, the time. I know, but just this and that, and then the, the the let's drag it out. Mick Foley, sign the paperwork. Mick Foley, come on, Foley, sign it. God damn it! Yeah, that just bothered me. Um, WTF? So we're just giving up on both shows. We're just we're just giving up. We're just not yeah. trying. It sure feels like it. Cool, cool guys. Uh Mine's just easy. Mine's the fact of a Tuesday Nitro without knowing it's a Tuesday. Because when I turned on Nitro, because I, I, I do it in order, you know, so it's, oh, it's going to be Nitro first, then Raw. And then they're like, welcome to a Tuesday. And I'm like, what? Uh, I I didn't this week. I usually keep it in order, but I will go. If there's a pay-per-view from one of the companies... I'll usually do their show next just to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched Raw first, not knowing yeah. that it was the right order this week. Uh, but my what the fuck is just, um, yeah, but I mean, one is an infinitely worse shape than the other, but both shows are trending down for me as we end the year 2000. Yep. I'm not sure what we needed was 45 minutes of Vince McMahon and Mick Foley verbally masturbating on TV every show, but that's what the fuck we're getting. Yeah. Well, you've, Bob. you've neutered your world champion. The Rock's doing fuck all. Austin's barely doing more than that. Uh, Taker is just driving around in the goddamn hallways. Rikishi's already a non-factor in Triple H. Is doing whatever Triple H wants to do week to week. Yep. Because that power has already gotten into, into the sway of things. Yeah. It needs a shakeup. 
mm-hmm. not as badly as the other company. It needs a superstar shakeup. But it needs a shakeup because this shit. I Sucks. know we know current Jay Jericho and Kane are not anything, but in 2000, they're doing nothing. Yep. They're just fucking around with each other, just wasting time. You blew the APA TNA match. Yeah, blew it in one. That might be my other world's fucker. You built up something on the undercard that had some cachet, and then th- as quickly as you could threw that shit away. Uh, Booble? Hardy gave mine. Did you? I started it. Yeah, he started it. You oh. just weren't paying attention to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the new Jeff Mack of this podcast. There it is. Um, and you are? <laughs> but this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories as we're moving on to the Midweek War Stories, which we will mark up no so for Starcade 2000, the last pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm just going to guess y'all motherfuckers are going to no sell everything. <laughs> Maybe. What, what do we call that? No, no. There it is. Tune in to find out. Tune in to find out as you can go back and listen to us talk about what we thought of Armageddon, the fourth pay-per-view in a row that have we have watched. Can't blame us for this shit. And then we're moving on to our fifth and final one of the year 2000 for Starcade for next week's pay-per-view war stories, which you can find at nosoentertainment.com. That is right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can also uh, find us on the social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. You can't tell me it's not worth fighting for. I think it is. Love is Battlefield. You can also also, uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Baby. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hit me with your best shot.